What do you do when your boss is an ass? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm so excited that this question just found its way into my inbox. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs so that they are never the bosses that this letter writer is writing about. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com to learn more about me and how I work with folks. But oh my goodness, we've got a good juicy live one today, my friends. Um, what, you know, I've written and I've responded to, obviously, this listener is um, letting me know that I've talked about this a lot, but how do bosses um, manage problem employees? How, when you're the boss and you've given a direction and it's not followed, how do you respond? How do you have the hard conversations? How do you set expectations and accountability? And apparently, I've talked about that a little too much for this letter writer because she has some questions from the opposite side of the fence and they're really good questions and it starts a really important conversation. So let's dive in and I'll find you all on the other side of it. Heather, I'm a freelancer in the online space. I provide organization and systems support. I heard your episode about what to do when your assistant isn't assisting. I hear episodes like this a lot. What about the episode about what to do when your boss is an ass? How about some help in responding to a boss who changes a project and its expectations three times and then wants it delivered on the same original agreed upon date? Maybe a show on what to do with a helicopter boss who's so afraid of giving up control that they micromanage every little thing, making it even harder for you to get your job done. Hey, I've got one. What about the episode on managing the boss who thinks that they're your only client, but doesn't actually want to pay you to work for them full time? I imagine that there are a lot of more of me out there that need to have more questions like these answered. Thanks. Oh my goodness, you spicy, spunky person. I love this question. I think it's such a good question. Um, I wish you had given me a little bit more specifics and a little bit more context. I certainly appreciate your cheekiness. You know that I can be cheeky in response, but I do think sometimes that there's a lot to be said for context, but that being said, I think that there's really good heart and meat to your conversation. I don't know, however, that you're going to like my answer very much because if you have listened to my uh, podcast episodes about this and you have heard me talk to bosses about their problem employees, then one of the things that you know I always say is what are the expectations you have set? What are the directions you have given? And does the other person know crystal clear what it is you're expecting and what the system of accountability is, right? Like that's the boss's perspective. But what you just told me, my friend, is you're a freelancer, you don't work for these people as a full-time employee. You are not under contract with them. You have agreed to provide a service. So I think in this conversation, because someone's paying you to do this, you're actually forgetting that you were the boss of your own business, that you actually on this side of, from your side of the agreement, get to set expectations, get to tell people who you're willing to work for, what you're willing to do, and what the requirements requirements of projects they assign to you need to be include and be, you know, crystal clear and fair in the expectations. 
So I think, you know, the first thing that I want to challenge you on here, um, and I hopefully we're still going to be friends at the end of this show, because I certainly do like the attitude you're bringing to your questions. But like, what are the expectations that you have set for people that work for you? And do you see yourself as the boss of your business? Because if you are using the quote unquote, just a freelancer label, then you are teaching the world how to treat you to only see you as somebody who just you know, uh, who fills the Jane to-do list, who, you know, fills in the missing pieces of someone else's successful business without actually building a successful business of your own. So when you see these things happening, like the micromanaging, people who are assigning you projects and asking you to maintain a commitment to a deadline, even though they've changed the project three times, what are you saying in response? Because my guess and my story is, is you feel so indebted to them that you need the work and you need the project that you're doing it on their terms, but you're forgetting that as a freelancer in this situation, you absolutely have a say over the terms. You get to say like, listen, I I know you had this project and it was due on December 10th, but I have to tell you that per our meeting on November 30th and our other meeting on November 14th, when you change the expectations, I needed to redirect and pivot the kind of work I was doing. It changed my focus and my attention to detail. I am not going to be be able to deliver this project on your original deadline because you have not maintained the original expectations. You can either have that conversation directly or when you sign work and agree to work, make sure that those stipulations and boundaries and expectations are included in your contract. So not only are you signing some sort of expectation that says what you're willing to do, how much you're willing to be paid for it and the time allotted, but that you're also notifying your boss like, hey, if you choose to hire me, I am also a professional worthy of respect. And it needs to be crystal clear that if you change the deadline to a pro or you change the specifics to a project that affects my deadline, it is going to affect my deliverable. It is going to affect when I can get this to you. And then it's in the same thing. It's like you rinse and repeat. You do it for the helicopter parent. You do it for the person who's so afraid of, you know, releasing control over their business to say, hey, listen, I know this is your baby. I know this is your personal brand and you're super worried about something getting dropped and something falling between the cracks, but you're hiring me for reason. You're hiring me to have your back on this. But when you email me four times a day, when you call me intermittently, when you act in this way, it distracts me and it takes away from the time I've committed to your project. I really need you to trust me. I want you to know that this is the way you can expect to hear from me. This is how I plan on communicating about your project. This is how you will see what I've done so far. This is the measurement for the time I've put in so far. And then we can sit back at the end of this. And if you have any questions, I'm happy to go over with you know, go over them with you then. So that you as the freelancer, you as the service provider also get to come up with expectations of how you're willing to work and how you're willing to help and what you're not willing to do and what you're not willing to tolerate. And the business owner gets to decide if they still want to work with you. But what ends up happening is a lot of freelancers approach this work from a less than perspective that I need to get work any way I can. I'm not the 
boss. I don't like get to call the shots. And they find themselves turning themselves into pretzels, bending to other people's expectations that don't necessarily set them up for success. They avoid the hard conversation because they don't think they get to participate in the conversation. But they forget that you haven't signed a contract. You're not an employee. You haven't, you know, sort of signed off blind loyalty and no compete clauses and all of that. So sometimes bosses in the heat of the moment need to be reminded of that. And you can have that conversation without having a fight to say, hey, listen, you've got so many ideas here and you are running all over the place and you're coming at this full throttle. But I think we need to slow this down because if we want to implement the changes you're talking about, we're going to have to look critically on the deadline. And I'm wondering if you're interested in moving that or switching that. Like, just have the conversation. But I think what ends up happening is the piles of resentment add on. And you start thinking about the last time they sent you a snarky, sassy email. And you think about the last time they, like, nickel and dimed you or they didn't really pay you fairly. Or they looked at your contract and kept you to the letter of the contract versus the spirit of the contract. And I think that, like, all of those unspoken, hard conversations start to add up. And that's when you end up writing somebody like me letter to say, hey, what the heck do you do when your boss is an ass? Rather than recognize that as a freelancer, you don't have to give up control over how you're treated. You do not have to give up control over how you're approached. And you get to tell people how to treat you and what you expect and let them know that it's not appropriate. You are not somebody's victim to how they want to be as a boss. If their bossing and management style doesn't work for you, you are equipped to tell them so. Because you get to represent yourself and to tell people how you expect to be treated. But when you sort of get approach this whole conversation from the reactionary seat, from the less than seat, from the, oh, what's going to happen and how are people going to talk about me seat or will I get more work seat, then you are giving up all your power. And that's the gut check you have to do. Because I think sometimes that that tends to be the default. To assume the less than I need to hide in the shadow response rather than like, hey, I'm a business owner too. Hey, I'm solving a pain point too. I offer a good service. I'm a, somebody with a good work ethic and I'm going to move through the world as such and demand that people treat me appropriately. Because here's the thing, my friend, like what your boss does and what your boss expects and what your boss says, we have no control over that. Your boss isn't in this conversation between you and me. The only thing we have any control over is how you respond to your boss and what you say in response to your boss. That's the thing that you have total control over. And I think that's the thing that you're you're giving up in this conversation. Because yes, absolutely, bosses can be asses, but that's not this situation. You're, you don't have to allow this. And you can finish up said projects and never work with these people again. But I would really do the gut check on how you're showing up for yourself and showing up for your business. Because if you do all of that, if you cross all those T's, dot all those I's, have those contracts, have those hard conversations, and you're still treated with disrespect, that's when you say, hey, listen, when we agreed to this project, I was really clear with you that I needed you to trust me. But when you call me three times and you email me five times, you're making it really hard and you're violating our agreement. I really want us to have a good working relationship, but it needs to have some establishment of trust. What do you need in order to be more comfortable not interrupting my day? 
or to say, hey, you've called me and emailed me five to eight times today. I see that this project's really important to you. I'm so glad that you want to work with me on it. But I have to tell you the way you're approaching this as if I'm your employee. If and you're expecting me to have like all eyes and ears to this project, I need you to, to remind you that I'm only a freelancer here. If you want to talk about contracting me to have more of your time and to have me more available for set hours of your day, we can have that conversation. But I just need to remind you that that's not what our current agreement is. Like sometimes people don't even realize what they're doing. It's just they're on their mind. It's on their mind. Something needs to get done. So they rush off the email and they hit send and then they rush off another email and they hit send and they have no idea that on the receiving end of that is somebody who's now receiving three emails in 90 minutes span of time. They're just like chucking through their whole to-do list. So sometimes it's just about giving somebody the benefit of the doubt and saying like, hey, I don't deserve this. Now, on the off chance that you like really like this boss um, and you just think this boss is having a bad day or is acting out of character, I also think there's something to be said for being human, for going back and saying like, hey, you and I usually don't talk to each other this way or like we have never managed a project this way where you have been so intent and so stressed about it. Like, is there something going on? Is there something I can do to ease up? Because I think what happens is sometimes we get so so reactive, we forget about common sense of just getting information and seeking clarification and finding out where the other person is. But you can engage in the relationship conversation to say, hey, I really like working with you. I really care about the health and the future of your business. I think I can bring some value to the table, but this isn't going to work if we go on like this. I think I might need a shift or I think we need to look critically at A, B, and C. I think if you can have that conversation, then you're building the foundation for a longstanding successful relationship relationship, that it's going to extend beyond the project. I think sometimes, though, that that hard conversation has to start with you, but you're expecting the boss to have it. So what you have to just remind yourself is you are a freelancer, but that means you own your own freelancing business. You are a consultant. So you get to set the parameters under which you freelance and don't give yourself away. Don't um, don't allow yourself to be mistreated or disrespected or disregarded um, and, you know, recognize recognize the value and the worth of what you're bringing to the table. Um, yes, there are definitely bad bosses. And yes, we can keep talking about that. I need more people like you writing in those letters and I'll guide you through those hard conversations. But at the end of the day, don't lose you in the equation. Make sure that you're representing yourself well, that you have a good business foundation set in place for how you expect to be treated and how you expect to work. And then you're going to set yourself, your business and your relationship with those you contract with really up for success. Um, this was a fun one. This was a live one in my inbox and I, I really liked it. So thank you so much for reaching out with your um, saucy comment and anybody else who has a little bit of sass to add to the conversation, please do find me over at heatheratchoosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.